We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, This is a continuation of my uh, college football bull season breakdowns. And tonight I will be breaking down the New Orleans Bowl, uh, which will take place Wednesday, December 21st. The only game of the uh, day. And it will have West, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers against the South Alabama Jaguars. So, fun matchup in store. Uh, everybody knows Western Kentucky and the passing offense and just offense in general that they have, while South Alabama has a tremendous defense. So, it'll be a fun battle here uh, to see how that goes. But before I get into that, I always do a little bit of history into the bowl game. Um, the New Orleans Bowl has been around since 2001, so one of the older bowls. Um, it's a Sun Belt Conference USA tie-in. Um, in the past, the Mountain West was involved for a couple years, but for the most part, it's always been uh, Sun Belt Conference USA. So, looking at uh, the one of the things that I remember from the early New Orleans Bulls was North Texas always playing in it because they won the Sun Belt every year. And from 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2004, they played in the New Orleans Bowl four years in a row and went one and three in those games. I just remember North Texas having a great rushing offense back in those days and uh, just an amazing uh thing there. Then Louisiana Lafayette won uh, four years in a row from 2011 to 2014. Two of those have been vacated at this point, but nonetheless, um, still pretty amazing there. And then last year, Louisiana defeated Marshall 36 to 21. Um, some notable MVPs in this, uh, um, Rusty Smith from Florida Atlantic. He played in the NFL a little bit. Uh, Southern Miss quarterback Austin Davis. Um, Tulane running back Orleans Darquara. Um, then last year, Louisiana quarterback Levi Lewis. So uh, Memphis quarterback Danny Wimpryne in the past. So there, there's been some uh, some guys, some some uh, names from the past that we'll remember, but uh, nonetheless, this this is a bowl game that's been around for a while in that Conference USA Sun Belt tie-in is always intriguing and exciting. So this year we get we get just that. Uh, Western Kentucky from Conference USA and South Alabama from the Sun Belt. First dive into Western Kentucky a little bit. They finished the year eight and five, six and two in Conference USA. Uh, they Opened up week zero against FCS Austin P and won 38-27. Next week they go to Hawaii, win 49-17. to 
went to Indiana and lost 33-30 to in overtime. Uh, following week, they dismantle FIU 73 to nothing. Uh, lost to Troy 34 to 27. Lost at UTSA 31 28. Won at Middle Tennessee 35 to 17. Beat UAB 20 to 17. Lost to North Texas 40 to 13. Won at Charlotte 59 to 7. Beat Rice 45 to 10. Lost at Auburn 41 to 17. And then finished the year winning at FAU in overtime 32 to 31. So one, a couple things you look at from Western Kentucky is they can flat out score points. We all know that. That's what they do. But four of their five losses are, or should I say, three of their five losses are uh, to bowl teams in Troy, who won the Sun Belt, UTSA, who won Conference USA, and then North Texas, who was the runner-up in Conference USA. And then their other two losses are road games to P5 teams, a three-point overtime loss to Indiana, and then, of course, to SEC foe Auburn. But looking at uh, some of their key stats, um, the Hilltoppers average almost 36 points per game, give up just under 24 points per game. They average a staggering 339 passing yards per game, 144 rushing yards per game give up nearly 225 passing yards per game and 156 rushing yards per game. So now I'm going to look at South Alabama a little bit here. They went 10-2 and on the season, 7-1 in the Sun Belt, best season in program history. Uh, they beat FCS Nichols 48-7, uh, won at Central Michigan 38-24. They lost at UCLA 32-31. In a game that they really should have won, um, their coach their coach decided to run a trick play on a uh, field goal, didn't convert it, and it changed the momentum in the entire game. If they would have kicked it, they would have been up, I, I want to say, three scores. But uh, nonetheless, a good showing there. Uh, the following week, they beat Louisiana Tech 38-14, to won at Louisiana 20-7, to Beat uh, ULM 41-34, lost to Troy 10-6, won at Arkansas State 31-3, won at Georgia Southern 38-31, beat Texas State 38-21, won at Southern Miss 27-20, and then beat Old Dominion 27-20. So South Alabama 6-2 on the season in one-score games, so they took care of business for the most part in those in those tightly contested games. But that just lets you know <clears throat> a couple of those go a different way, how their season could have went potentially. On the year, they averaged uh, 32 points per game, give up 19, so very good defensively. Averaged 259 passing yards per game, 166 rushing yards per game, give up 216 passing yards per game, than a pretty amazing 89 rushing yards per game. So fantastic rush defense um, for the Jaguars. Then I'm going to go back to Western Kentucky here, kind of looking at some of their all-conference guys. Uh, first team all-conference USA, wide receiver Malachi Corley and linebacker Jaquezza Evans. Um, second team all-conference guys, quarterback Austin Reed. We'll get to him. Uh, tight end Joshua Simon, offensive lineman Gunnar Britton, 
in defensive back, Khalif Halasay, Halasi. Um, looking at quarterback Austin Reed, he entered the portal uh, very briefly. He's decided to come back. He was a transfer from Division II West Florida. Um, as a former D2 athlete myself, I am a huge fan of his. Um, also, the fact that he is a believer in Christ and is very open about it, I I love that about him as well. Um, just a huge fan of his. Uh, threw for 4,247 yards this year. That was second best in the nation behind Michael Penix. And then uh, 36 touchdown passes, which was fourth in the nation. So... Um, this is a tremendous year for him coming from D2 to uh, the FCS ranks and or the FBS ranks. Um, then he had three games over 400 yards passing, 406 yards passing against an elite defense in Troy. Just an amazing job there. 409 yards passing at Charlotte and then 410 yards passing at FAU. And then against FIU, he had five touchdown passes. And against Charlotte, he had six touchdown passes. So... Um, the young man can uh, can do some things, that's for sure. And then uh, wide receiver Malachi Corley, first-team all-conference guy. He's only a sophomore. Had 90 catches, which was seventh nationally, 1,179 yards, which was sixth nationally, and nine touchdowns, which was 16th nationally. So for a sophomore, tremendous numbers. Um, then wide receiver Daywood Davis, 63 catches, 872 yards, seven touchdowns. Tight end Joshua Simons, an um, all-conference guy himself, was only a sophomore as well. 18 catches, 258 yards, but seven touchdowns. Um, Then wide receiver Jalen Hall, 59 catches, 731 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, Linebacker Jaquez Evans, another sophomore, first-team all-conference guy. 101 tackles, eight sacks, two two fumble recoveries. Linebacker Derek Smith, 89 tackles and three sacks. Then DB Khalif Halasi had uh, had 63 tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions. Then looking at uh, some uh, some of the key stats for Western Kentucky, they were number one in the nation in defensive touchdowns with six on the season, four interception returns, and two fumble returns for touchdowns. Uh, pretty amazing statistic there. They were 12th in first down offense. They had 315 first downs on the year. Uh, 7th in fumble recoveries with 13. 33rd in net punting at just over 40 yards per punt. 4th in interceptions with 17. Uh, second best pass offense in the nation at 339.2 yards per game. Uh, just behind Washington. Uh, just a tremendous pass offense. Uh, they didn't, didn't really miss a beat in the change from Bailey Zappi in his record-setting season and the loss of the court offensive coordinator. 18th in scoring offense at just under 36 points per game. 9th in total offense at 483.5 yards per game. 17th in turnover margin at plus 9. And then the n- number 1 turnover gained uh, team in the country with 30. So you look at they gained 30 turnovers and that led to six touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. Pretty uh, amazing there. Then uh, move over to South Alabama. Look at some of their all-conference players. 
first team all Sun Belt running back, let Damian Webb, and then defensive back, Yam Banks. Second team all Sun Belt wide receiver, Jalen Wayne, and kicker, Diego Guanhardo. And then third team all conference offensive lineman, James Jackson. Defensive back, Jarrell Luter. And then all purpose, uh, LaDamian Webb again. So. Looking at some of their key guys, quarterback Carter Bradley, 2,976 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions. Running back Ladanian Webb had uh, 1,014 yards, 13 touchdowns, added a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Wayne had 56 catches for 795 yards and nine touchdowns. Then add in wide receivers. Colin Lacey had 756 yards and six touchdowns. And then Devin Voison had 714 yards and four touchdowns. So they got three wide receivers um, between 700 and 800 yards receiving there. Safety Yam Banks had 45 tackles and five interceptions. Those five interceptions put him at ninth nationally. And then cornerback Darrell Luter at 37 tackles. So looking at some of the key stats for the Jaguars, 36th. In third down offense at 43% conversion rate. Tenth, top 10 in third down defense at 30% conversion rate. Uh, 20th nationally in fourth down offense, uh, 63% conversion rate. 12 for 17 on the year. 23rd in first down defense, only giving up 213. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, Western Kentucky 12th, like I said, in first down offense at 315. So you got a good battle there uh, when it comes to getting first downs. Uh, South Alabama, top 30, 30th nationally in kickoff returns at uh, almost 22 yards per return. They are 40th in passing offense at almost 259 yards per game. 35th in red zone defense, only allowing 80% scoring on the year. Fourth in rush defense at uh, just under 88 yards uh, tremendous uh, run defense 14th in scoring defense at under 20 points per game just a tremendous defense uh, 34th in tackles for loss at 6.6 .6 per game they got 79 total on the year 11th in total defense at under 303 yards per game 40th in total offense at nearly 424 yards per game and they're pretty good on the turnover margin themselves, 32nd nationally at plus five. So two opportunistic uh, defenses when it comes to the turnover battle. Obviously, Western Kentucky um, tops in the nation in turnovers gained and then uh, first in defensive touchdowns, like I said. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Now, with that said, Western Kentucky will turn the ball over some. I mean, when you pass the ball as much as they do, you're inevitably going to tip ball here or there. I mean, it's inevitable that, that something like that's going to happen. Um, and they move so quickly that sometimes the ball gets loose and they lose the ball. But just the defense usually makes up for it. So, uh, But against a really good defense like South Alabama, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see. They're going to have to take care of the ball because uh, this South Alabama team will pounce and they will um, – they, they will try to take air out of the football when they need to, especially against an offense like Western Kentucky. Keep the ball out of Austin Reed's hands. That's going to be uh, South Alabama's game plan, I would think. Um, 
looking at the uh, spread coming into this game, I'm not a betting man, but I always feel like it's interesting to look at. South Alabama is favored by four points. The over-under right now is set at 57, a high-scoring game. Um, just with the way that Western Kentucky plays, uh, I know South Alabama has a very good defense. They, they will they will make some stops. That's that's That will happen. There's no doubt about that. But with how good Western Kentucky's offense is, they're going to get their points and yards. They will. This is definitely um, maybe other than UCLA um, – the best offense that uh, South Alabama will have faced all year. So I mean, this is this is an offense that's going to be able to move the ball, put points up on the board, without a doubt. Um, just South Alabama needs to get key stops, and uh, I think they can definitely do it. They're definitely talented enough. Um, nonetheless, really intrigued about this game. Looking forward to see the contrasting styles a bit and see how it goes there. Um, Western Kentucky not known for their defense per se. That being said, the defense takes care of business by forcing turnovers, though. They'll give up yardage. They will give up yardage, but they will make plays and force turnovers. So really interesting to see how that goes. Um, I'm not going to give a prediction on this game. If I, if I do, I, I will say i got to give South Alabama a little bit of an edge. They won 10 games this year. Um, they, they have they've taken care of business when they need to, and they're 6-2 and two in those close games, those one-score games. And I think that's key in a game like this where they're used to being in battles. So when you're used to being in those tough battles, I think usually you can come up on top in a situation like this. That being said, can't wait to watch Austin Reed. If you haven't seen him play, you're in for a show. This young man can play football. He's got another year of eligibility, and he's coming back to Western Kentucky. So I cannot wait. I plan to going. I plan on going to that first game that they have next year against South Florida in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this. I do a week, uh, doing a breakdown on every single bowl game throughout the bowl season. So uh, continue to look for those. You can look for those. Uh, here on the podcast of course but then uh at the podcast twitter account at tnt college show one feel free to follow me personally at coach underscore b will and like subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast much appreciated um, again thank you guys for tuning in have a good night god bless